just find that you are more skilled up than you think. So go ahead and reach out in that introduction. You can do it. They want your help. They want to train you up to help. They are really excited to find people who are passionate. And I'll tell you what, passion is about 50% of what they're looking for. So if you're passionate about their department and you want to help, but you don't have the skills yet, reach out anyway. They'll be so happy to talk to you. Welcome to Management Material. My name is Katherine Vanderlaan. I started my career at the bottom as an assistant and worked my way up to become the boss's boss in eight years. And man, I love management. If there's anything I've learned, it's that what got you to where you are now won't get you to where you want to be. This is a podcast for top performers who also want to be amazing managers. I've coached lots of talented people into their dream jobs as managers. I challenge the way they see the world and say what they don't necessarily want to hear. You see, management is all about leadership. The best managers were leaders long before they had any direct reports. Management material is all about getting you from where you are now to that coveted seat in the corner office. Let's turn you into management material. Welcome to Management Material, episode 31, Networking to Impress Your Future Boss. So this is one of the busiest times of the year. People are gearing up for the crazy holiday season, closing out the academic year, closing out most business years, and hitting up customers. Customers are flocking to them. This is the time of year people spend the most money in comparison to any other time of year. So I'll tell you what, I'm happy to be running my own company because I can work at my own pace and not worry about whether I hit someone else's imaginary benchmarks or goals that they put way too much pressure on. Anyway, if you're feeling the squeeze and you want to start making some strategic decisions about your career, then go ahead and book a complimentary consultation with me at saverstreet.com. I'm taking some time off for the holidays, so time is scarce. Get in now while you're thinking about it, you know, if I still have the time. So this episode is all about how to network to impress your future boss, how to get to that next step in your career path. And I'd like to, like normal, start out with a story. I am in contact with this one wonderful woman who started out, I hired her directly from college as my assistant, then she became project manager. And after that, she she really, we were exploring what her interests were, what her passions were, what her skills were, and how to align all of those things. And she really loved the art. She liked creating things. She liked producing things that people enjoyed being a part of. So her next step in her career path was to join the design department and the design department kind of fulfilled all of those needs, except for the fact that she didn't have the skills. So she thought to get in. So what we did was something that is actually, I think, pretty intuitive, but not many people do. So that's why we're talking about it. We made introductions with the head of the design department And I, as her boss, just gave her a quick little introduction and helped her understand, helped the design director understand all of the many things that were going for this young woman. 
So in that introduction, we decided that the best way forward for her was to pick up different projects in design. And as she built trust with the head of design, as she was given more control, more creative control, as she was given more and more projects on her plate, she was more and more likely to be the next candidate, the obvious choice for that career. So I, as her boss, kind of facilitated that. But I'll tell you what, I didn't have somebody who facilitated that for me most of the time. I took it on myself to make my own introductions. And so if you don't have a boss who is willing to help you get to the next step in your career, especially if it's not in your own department, then you might have to take some of these steps yourself. So let me walk you through what I did for this young woman and what I did for myself so that you can be just as tenacious and proactive so you can go forward and get to the next step in your career on purpose. First, I want to point out that networking really is just making friends. That's all it is. We talked about that in a podcast episode not too long ago. Uh, Sometimes you have to strategically make friends to get to your next role, and there is nothing wrong with that. You also should probably make sure that your ideal future boss is actually your ideal future boss. So if you feel things out beforehand in the way that we're about to discuss, then you'll know if you actually want to work for this person. So I kind of treat it, I'm... I don't know, I like to make everything a game, so I kind of treat it like I'm a master spy and I'm on a fact-finding mission. Your fact-finding mission is to understand if this next step in your career path lines up with your expectations of the role, what you're willing to do, and who you're willing to work for. That is a huge step. People don't leave jobs, they leave bosses. So make sure that your future boss is somebody that you actually want to work for. That is key. Key, key, key. So here's what you do if you're trying to network to impress your future boss. The very first thing that you do is make introductions. Find out if there is somebody that boss knows or kind of knows who can talk you up because it is 10 times more effective if somebody else talks you up than if you talk yourself up. So find out if there is a go-between who can introduce you to that future boss. That will work wonders. If you don't have a go-between, that's okay too. I didn't always have a go-between. So go ahead and make an introduction over Slack, over email, in person if you can. Just don't schedule a meeting for it because what you're doing right now is you are giving them a bite-sized chunk. You're putting the ball in their court for a little while, maybe a yo-yo in their court to see if they're going to bite, to see if they have the time, the inclination, if they need any help, to see if they're curious enough to respond to you. So you are in that initial introduction email or Slack message. You are saying, you know, hi, director of whom, wherever, you know, my name is, I'm so interested in what your department does. I think it's very interesting. I think it is just so superb and you give them the reason why, 
right? So for my colleague who I told you wanted to go into design, it's because she loved the creative process. It's because she really loved making things that other people delighted in. She really loved the arts. So she went through in this fact-finding mission, like a spy, to find out how they did their roles, if it was all that she imagined it would be. So she asked very simple questions. Can I shadow you? How do you do, you know, whatever it was they were producing? How do you produce these videos? How, you know, what, how many videos do you create in a week, in a day? What else do you do? What kind of people are employed in your department? And directors, for the most part, are always recruiting. Okay, if you are managing a team, you are always looking for the next piece of talent to join your team. Otherwise, you end up with way too many holes in in your department. You need people to fill in the gaps. So most directors are very, very, very receptive of this. They'll say, okay, great, you're interested in this department. Let me learn about you too. And they will respond. Usually they'll respond and say, you have some great questions. Let's discuss this in a meeting because directors know that discussing something over phone call or over Zoom or in a face-to-face meeting is a lot more effective than over email or Slack. So that kind of gets me to your next step. The next step is to have that meeting and to make a really good impression. Now, if the director does not respond to your initial email, don't just one and done it. Don't say, oh, well, oh my goodness, I sent an email and they didn't respond. And so they must not be interested. And don't overthink this. It's not personal. It's not about you. They probably have an inbox with 1,031 unread messages and it has nothing to do with you, the fact that they didn't respond. So just send a follow-up email and say something like, Hey, director, you know, use their name. I'm hoping that you got my email. I I was curious if maybe there was anybody in your department I could talk to about my questions and, and about the things I find curious about your department. So something like that. And that kind of takes them off the hook and then they can just connect you with somebody else. That's also a good way in. So now you have these two ways in talking to somebody in the department or talking to the director. And your next step, like I just said, is to schedule that meeting, have that meeting, find a time for both you and either the director or somebody on their team who you can talk to and find out more about the department. We are having our first ever Black Friday sale for Aspiring Managers Group. If you want to build the confidence, build the skills that you know will get you into a management career, then join the Aspiring Managers Group. We have kicked the price down from $147 a month down to just $47 a month. This deal is not going to last. Only the first 10 people who sign up are going to get this deal and then it goes right back up to $147 a month. So come join us in the Aspiring Managers group for the course and for coaching so you can get to the management career that you're looking for. I'll tell you what, people are really excited to talk to somebody who's passionate They're really excited to talk about what they do, what they love about it. Most people are super honest when it comes to it and just go in with your eyes wide open and your heart open and able to ask a bunch of questions and be somebody who's genuinely curious about the different aspects. Come prepared 
with your questions, and that will help you make a really good impression. So then the very last thing to do after, I mean, it's the last thing to do, but this is your whole objective is to find somewhere where you can be helpful. This is a mantra that I have over and over and over again. If you want to impress your future boss, if you want to get to the next step in your career, you have to prove that you have the skills for that role. And what better way to prove it and be the obvious next choice than to ask for an assignment, to ask to maybe foreshadow somebody and then take on different aspects of their work, not to replace somebody, but to prove that you have the skills for the position. So ask for a project, ask to be involved, ask to contribute, and that director or the person in charge of that department will find that you are the next obvious choice for a hire on their team. Because not only do you know them, you're building a rapport, you're becoming kind of part of their team, but you're proving that you can build and learn the skill set needed for that role. You know, this is like my my obvious flow. Maybe I shouldn't use the word obvious. This is my flow that I use to get to every next step in my career is to network, to be genuinely curious, to make a great impression, and then to be helpful. When I coach different people around this next step, getting to the next step, one thing that comes up over and over and over again is that it feels kind of slimy, right? People don't want to feel like they're taking advantage of other people. And I totally get that. You should not be taking advantage of people. But what part of helping someone and helping their team feels slimy to you? None of this is actually slimy. This is a win-win situation. This is some, some situation that you are creating for yourself. It's an opportunity you're creating for yourself and for them because almost everyone feels overworked and they feel like they don't have enough hands on their team. So what you're doing is you're lending the time. And in the, in the next episode, I'm going to talk about how to work your a normal job back down to a reasonable amount of hours so that you have time for this extra project that you're taking on to impress your future boss. So none of this is actually slimy. Yes, you're trying to get something out of it. You're building your skill set while you're lending them your time and you're helping them with their workload. So it's really, it's a win-win situation here. And the second objection I hear, especially recently, is I don't know how to approach someone remotely. This is very difficult, right? We're not in the office anymore. I can't just sidle up to the director of strategy or or whomever and say, Hey, you know, I, I heard you're working on X, Y, and Z. How's it going? You know, you, you can't do that at the water cooler anymore. Everyone's in their own little silos and it's hard to network. So part of this is just like I said, reach out with a low effort, low effort way to get people to respond to you. You're not trying to make the barrier to, to entry high here. This is all part of marketing too. You're trying to make the barrier to entry for them very, very low. So they don't feel like they have to respond right away. They don't feel like they are being bombarded. They don't feel like, you know, who's this person who's approaching me? Just send them a quick email or a Slack message. I prefer email because then they feel like they have 24 to 48 hours to respond. 
So that email is perfect. And that's how you approach remotely. Everyone, not everyone, a lot of people are still working remote and will continue to work remote for a while, maybe years if they choose to. And so this is something that you have to learn to just gear up to swallow the frog. That's another podcast episode I had. Swallow the frog and get going with sending this one quick email. Okay. So that's, that's how to approach somebody remotely. It's, it's going to be fine. They actually really enjoy it. Most people enjoy it. The last thing that I hear often when trying to get somebody to do this is that they're afraid to talk to somebody in that kind of position when they don't have any skills yet to help them. So a lot of people that I work with, and I love this, are givers and helpers. They lend themselves to different situations and nearly always help. I love helping a helper. I love giving to a giver. And uh, most of the givers are afraid or too timid to approach somebody, approach a director when they can't offer help yet. They're asking for something instead of offering help. Now, the way we, we work through this is that you're eventually going to be offering help. You're going to get there, but you just have to have an introduction first. You have to see if, where they need help. You have to talk to them first to understand if it's the right fit for both of you. So what you're doing is you're feeling out the situation a little bit more remotely, a little bit more intricately than you would otherwise when in a normal situation when you would just offer to help. So, so it's okay to talk to them when you don't have any skills to help them yet. You might just find that you are more skilled up than you think. So go ahead and reach out in that introduction. You can do it. They want your help. They want to train you up to help. They are really excited to find people who are passionate. And I'll tell you what, passion is about 50% of what they're looking for. So if you're passionate about their department and you want to help, but you don't have the skills yet, reach out anyway. They'll be so happy to talk to you. So here's the bottom line. You really can approach anyone and build the rapport and the skills you need with them to get to that next step in your career. Most people are happy to help you if you're polite and respectful and eventually helpful. So go out there, send an introduction, Slack or email, get something on the calendar and ask how you can lend a hand. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at how many people are excited to network with you, excited to learn who you are, excited to hear what you're passionate about, and excited to give you a little work so you can lend a hand. That, my friends, is how to network to impress your future boss. Thank you for listening to Management Material. If you like what you're listening to, please rate us on iTunes. I track those ratings like I tracked my GPA in college. And let me know what else you want to hear about. I'm an open book. I can't wait to see you in the next episode.